0: recorded live I just want to say thank you I just want to say thank you I just want to say thank you for being so good I just want to say thank you I just want to say thank you I just want to say thank you for being so. All right, James, we had some technical difficulties, but I trust that that we are back now in the name of Jesus. So what we're looking at here is how the symbolism in Exodus chapter 3, verses 7 and 8 and 9 and 10 relates to Our walk with God and our relationship with God right today. The Lord said, go back to verse 7. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in in Egypt. So what is God saying? Uh, To us today, I have seen the misery of my people in in sin. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers. Again, we're crying out because of sin. And God says, I'm concerned about their suffering. So I have come down. God said then he come down. Well, what did he do in the, in the form of, of Jesus Christ? He got in the likeness of sinful man, came down through 42 generations, lived, bled, and died as a perpetuation or a substitute for our sin. He came down. So i am come down to rescue us, or the Bible said to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians. Well, Christ came to rescue us from sin and to bring them up out of that land, or to bring us out of that place of sin, of that lifestyle of sin, and to bring us into a good and spacious land, where the good and spacious land is symbolic of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is a good and spacious land. It's a good and spacious place, a land flowing with milk and honey, where milk and honey is symbolic of of, of what you need. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, and all these things shall be Added unto you. So, milk and honey was symbolic. The, the land, the, 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 the promised land, was symbolic of a place filled with blessings, filled with promises. That's what the kingdom of God, if you want to go or if you'll enter in, is a place filled with blessings and filled with promises. People come telling me, ah, oh, possibly you have to go back. You know, I'm just trying to imagine. Somebody tell me, go back to not being saved. you insane. You insane? The kingdom of God is is too many blessings here, and too many promises of blessings. There's blessings that God got for me over here in the kingdom, and God has for us. Over, we ain't even got There's trips that we that, that that God got for us over here in the kingdom that we ain't even gone on yet. There's finances that God got for us over here in the kingdom we ain't even laid our hands on yet. Now, it's the home of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. Now, that is symbolic of demonic forces. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, authorities, powers of this dark world, spiritual wickedness, and high places. All of these ites that are in the promised land must be overcome so that you can take full possession of the promised land. You say, Apostle, what you're driving at? In heavenly realms is demonic spirits that you and I must wrestle with in order to, 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 to receive all of what God has for us over here in the kingdom of God. God right back. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me. I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. Well, sin is an oppressor. Satan is an oppressor. So now, God says, I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. Moses is symbolic of a shepherd. He's symbolic of a pastor. He's symbolic of an apostle, a leader, somebody that's trying to show you the way to where God wants you. Now, you out there understand my voice. You don't want to hear what the pastor got to say. You don't want to submit to no pastor. Moses wasn't perfect, but he knew the way to the promised land. Under God's divine leadership, God's divine directive, Moses knew how to get you to the promised land. Your pastor don't have to be perfect to lead you to the promised land. Remember, Moses hadn't been either. But as he followed God's instructions and the people followed him following God's instructions, they all would have got there. We about done. We about done. Now, we're still talking about from Calvary to Conqueror because Moses' first response to all of this is, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh to bring the Israelites out? Well, who you are when God has told you to do something, you're the one God has picked to do it. Well, That's crazy for me to ask, who am I to speak, Lord, on this broadcast to your people around the world? God said, you're the one I picked. That's who you are. You did just hear me say, that I'm going to use you to do it, right? Well, that's who you are. You're the one that I'm sending. You're the one that I'm picking. It's a stupid question to ask God. He's sending you to do something. And you ask, who am I to do it? You're the one I just told to do it, ain't you? Let's get this straight. All right, you ask your, your son, go upstairs and wash your dishes. And he jump up, who am I? That I should wash the dishes. You the one I just finished telling now if you don't want to get hit with something, get on up there and wash them dishes. Tell <laughs> so your daughter, all right, go on, don't go take the trash outside. She jump up, put a put a scarf around her neck, put a cape on, who am I that I should take the trash out? You're the one that I had just told to take that trash out. And if you don't get that trash out, you're going to get hit with something. Who am I? Come about who am I. You're the one I just told to do it. Go. God just finished saying, look at verse 10. So now go. God said, look, I'm finished explaining myself to you. I'm finished explaining yourself to you. Now get down to what I have called you to do. See, some of you all still asking, who am I? If God told you to preach, you the one that God told him, you, you the one that he selected to preach. Who am I? You, if you the one God told him to sing, you, you, you the one that's to be singing. Sing something. Now go. Because look, I'm, I'm finished explaining myself to you. I'm finished explaining yourself to you. And I'm finished explaining your purpose to you. Now gets to stepping. Who am I? Who mm-hmm. You know, it sound it sounds like, you know, Moses is being uh like he's being humble, you know. Who am I? That's such a great te- but really what he's being is rebellious. And God dealt with me some time ago, because it took God like about six or seven good times before he got Moses to go hit on. About six or seven good times. Well, don't you know how many times it, it took? It, now, seven, I think it was seven. Six or seven. I don't know which one. Seven is one of God's perfect numbers, but so is ten. You know how many plagues it took before Pharaoh turned God's people loose? Ten. You say, Apostle, what's trying to, to get at? The longer it takes to get God, you, for God to get you to do something, the longer it's going to take for some blessing that God got for you to get to you. Somebody out there, keep right on refusing to contribute to the work of God like he's supposed to. Down the line, you're going to see a refusal of some blessings to come your way, and you're going to be wondering what in the world is going on. And then when you ask me, I'm going to tell you real plain like. I had to tell him, one, a great friend of mine, just recently, you know, getting ready to get booted off a job, and Lord was like, tell him. I was like, Lord, come on. I don't want to be, t- Lord, tell him. I had to call him up on the phone and tell him, look, man, you need to be supporting the church. I ain't saying this one, but you need to be supporting the church or God going to shut you down. He's like, all right, all right, pastor, I received that. Whether he do it or not, that's his business. But I'm feeling a whole lot lighter and a whole lot better about myself. You out there not supporting the work of God, not supporting the church, you it's just a matter of time before God's going to shut you down. And you're going to be wondering why. You got to support listen. Listen. God said, Robert, show it to them. Don't tell them this one. Because some of these, some of these spirits you're dealing with, they need to see it in scripture, and that will help them. Turn to First Corinthians chapter 16. Turn. Turn. I don't want I ain't I ain't quoting this for y'all. I'm going to read it to you. So now you're going to be completely without excuse. First Corinthians chapter what? 16. Oh, here go, Apostle, telling us the tithe. No, I ain't going to tell you the tithe. I ain't going to tell you that. I ain't going to tell you that. Why come, Apostle, how come you ain't going to tell us that? I ain't even going to go into why I ain't going to tell you that. But what I am going to tell you is this, because this is New Testament, this is Scripture, and this is talking about money. First Corinthians chapter 16, verse 1, now about the collection for God's people. Do what I told the Galatian churches to do. Now, this is to the Corinthians. On the first day of every week. What's the first day of every week? Sunday. What is the day? Sunday. All right. On the first day of every week, each one of you, is this a universal or a unique instruction? Universal. because you said, each one of you set aside a sum of money. In keeping with his income. In other words, you make a whole lot, then it need to be a larger sum. You make a little bit, then it need to be a little of some. In keeping with his income, saving it up. You don't need to have your what you put aside for the work of the Lord. All right. First Corinthians chapter 16, verse 1, now about the collection for God's people. Do what I told the Galatian churches to do on the first day of the week, that Sunday. Each one of you, that means every child of God, should set aside a sum of money in keeping with his income, a sum of money. didn't say whether it was 10%, 20%, 50%, but a sum of money in keeping with his income, saving it up, in other words, putting it to the side, Paul says, so that when I come, no collections will have to be made. Money that's going to be given to the work of the God, number one, it's a command. You don't do it, God said, I got to get you. Number two is to be put aside, It's to be set aside so that on the first day of the week, it can be collected real, real smooth. God does everything what? Decently land in order. Ain't even a whole lot of stress. I don't been in too many churches where it's too much stress involved in collecting money. Oh, my gosh, if it ain't stress involved. I've seen characters hopping on one foot. I've seen characters all kind of. All right, that's it, children of God. That's how, that's how money collection supposed to go. Real, real smooth, Paul said. Set, set it aside real, real quick, so we can spend time not talking about a whole bunch of money. We can spend time about talking about how to get you closer to God, how to sanctify your your spirit, soul, and body, which is what church is really supposed to be about. All right, let's move on from there. Let's close out. So Moses, we see two instances here, you know, where Moses was, was fearful, but in spite of that, I'm hearing God say, I still used them, and I still had purpose for them. You know, m- many of God's great men and women servants were fearful, you know, had doubts, unbelief, had all kind of stuff. But as they uh, submitted themselves to God, you know, and walked by faith, they were still able to do great exploits. And so it is with you and I. Courage does not mean the absence of fear. Courage means the overcoming of fear. Don't mean that, you know, you, you ain't scared, but I did it. A lot of times them jokers, that ain't done nothing. I might have been scared, but I did it. So keep that in mind. As, as you know, as we, <laughs> you know, as we uh, launch out into the deep, you know, with our fear, still push on. You, you, you learn the skills of overcoming the spirit of fear. Don't mean courageous people. That don't mean they ain't scared. They just, with my scared, I'm still going to fight. With my scared, I'm still going to die. With my scared, I'm still going to jump. With my scared, I'm still going to get on a plane. With my scared, I'm still going to preach. With my scared. Whip my scared. See, some of us think that fear got to be completely gone for us to do. Uh Uh-uh. Whip my scared. I'm still going to do what God said. And see, a lot of times as an athlete, you know, you have to learn that. You know, a lot of times you go out, you got to go out, you still got to play. You can't, you know, you look over there and you see them boys, man, it's bigger than y'all, stronger than y'all, faster than y'all, you know. You know, you, well, you still got to play. Scared as I may be, I, I still got to guard you. I still got to tackle you. Scared as I may be. Well, ain't no need, ain't no need to keep right on scared, being scared because I still got to play. When they call out the starting lineup, they still, and that guard, number 24, Robert, Br- I still got to go running out there in front of 10,000 people. So so, why keep right on letting this, what what, what, what am I going to do? Tell our coach I can't go out there and play. I'm scared of them, boy. No. Nah. I got to deal with this craziness that's going on in me and go get the job done. And God is saying, deal with that craziness in you. Get the job done. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, again, we thank you today, Father, for such a blessed word, a blessed time in your presence. Father, we give you all glory, honor, and praise. Praise People, the people have been edified and encouraged, strengthened at the preaching and teaching of your word today, Father. You have done wonders in our midst. Father, we pray for uh, supernatural healings, supernatural deliverances, supernatural edifications, Father, that men and women who have not, do not know you in the pardon of their sins, we pray that by your spirit and by your power they have been convicted and converted today into the mighty uh, family. Of Jesus. We pray that someone has confessed with their mouth today and believed in their heart that Jesus is Lord, repented of their sins, and that uh, taken by faith that you have raised Jesus from the dead. And on the appointed on the time, Father, you're going to raise us up from the dead as well, the resurrection of the righteous as well as the wicked. We pray, Heavenly Father, that, that, that someone has heard your word today and made a decision not to just be a hearer of your word, deceiving yourself, but being a doer. We understand and we know that it is in the doing of your word that your blessings will flow. Father, watch over us as we part one from another. Until we meet again, may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the love of God, the sweet fellowship of his Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide henceforth now and forevermore. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen and amen. Three questions, children of God. Here we go. Three questions. Uh, Here we go. Explain in detail what happens to Moses at 80. Explain in detail what happens to Moses at 80. Maybe give yourself about four or five lines before you write the next question so you can explain well. Give yourself some space there. Question number two. Describe the symbolism of Exodus chapter three verses seven through ten. Explain the symbolism of Exodus chapter three seven through ten. And number question number three, why is it a stupid question to ask God who am I when he told you to do something? <laughs> Why is it a stupid question to be asking? Who am I when God has told you to do something? Check out our website at www.artchurch.com, backslash member, backslash T, backslash TCCC feel free to join us on TalkShoe, Spreecast, YouTube, and iTunes at 9 a.m. and 7 p.m. daily. On TalkShoe, call 724-444-7444, enter ID 17959. On Spreecast, type in Robert Bryant on YouTube and the Christian sound Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryant on YouTube. Donations you you, you should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our TalkShoe homepage. God bless you in heaven, smiling and in Jesus' name, amen.